Ohio was admitted to the Union on March 1st, 1803 and became the 17th state in these United States of America. The Buckeye State over the years have given us a plethora of great music spanning all genres, from hip hop to country to folk, R&B, metal, garage rock, independent, punk, and even new wave. On today's show, we, meaning myself and my brother-in-law, Richard Fink II, AKA Lee, will select our 10 favorite Ohio musicians of all time. So Sloopy, hang on. This is That One Show, Season 2, Episode 4, Top 10 Ohio Musicians. Season 2, Episode 4, Top 10 Ohio Musicians. And if you heard there, this is the first time we have recorded live in front of a studio audience. This is your host, Brian Combs. I have my brother-in-law with me who is co-hosting this episode. I'm going to let him introduce himself very briefly. Hey, Brian, this is Lee Fink, but I got a couple questions, bud, because I'm, I'm kind of confused here. I went and got my hair cut to... Uh, be on this episode and I'm not seeing no cameras around so I thought how, how are they gonna see how I look I mean well this is audio only so I'll do my best to describe to our listeners what you look like right now okay okay but I got one more question first uh, I think when you sent the text to me to invite me to do this uh-huh. you had said something about I was supposed to rank the top 10 beers that I like yeah you know so yep. I'm kind of confused with this favorite Ohio stuff well I already knew that your, if I asked you to rank your 10 favorite beers, 10 through 2 would be Mick Ultra, and number 1 would be Drunkle Brewing, so I didn't have to ask you. Yes, our virginity beer was, would be number 1. You're right. So, <laughs> okay, in saying that, uh, the last thing I got is how in the world are you going to try to bring me on here and follow the last two podcasts that you did? The one with Dixie with Tyler Childers was fire, man. That was number 1. And then the episode that you just did with Justin Wells was on point and i just love that because i love that dude and i mean you're gonna bring me on after that you should have had me on before so that well you know i was pretty hard up this week (laughs) (laughs) we put this together at the last minute okay i see how it is i uh but uh, no i'm just kidding i'm glad to have you on and uh before we get into this i do want to describe to our listeners what your hair looks like okay okay so if, if if any of you older people out there my age or a little older remember from the 90s they had a model named Fabio, had this long, this beautiful mane of hair. Think the direct damn opposite of that, that's what we've got right here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, 
What we're going to do today is uh, we're going to rank 10 through 1 our personal favorite Ohio musicians. Now, keep in mind, this is not objectively who may be the best to ever come out of Ohio. It's who we personally like the best, okay? So don't, you can get mad if you want, but that's cool. Uh, it won't be the first time. And before we get into that, uh, I'll let Lee go first. He is a lifelong Ohioan, and he, I want him to just talk about a little bit about how long he has been here in Ohio. And by the way, we are recording live in front of a studio audience in Ohio, so I am the road team tonight as a Kentucky. So I may get booed, I don't know. But Lee, what does being a Buckeye, being from, born and raised, lifelong Ohio mean to you? Well, I would say this, Brian. I, I've lived here 50 years, uh, right here where we're at today. I, I've been here. Um, and, you know, the biggest influence on my music has been my mom and my dad. And we have had a lot of concerts before. But with my top ten that I picked today, I have some kind of connection to or they have some kind of connection to my area. You know, uh, it's not a lot of different genres. You, you'll kind of see that with my picks. But um, absolutely there is, you know, a connection with me at some point with that or this area. Okay. And now... Obviously, people who have listened to the show know that I am from Kentucky. I do have connections to Ohio. My mom's side of the family, her mother and father lived here for a very long time, and uh, Charlie and Opal. And growing up, especially from middle school all the way through high school, I would always come and stay two weeks of the year in London, Ohio with them. Now, those were my favorite two weeks of the entire summer because my grandpa at the time, he worked second shift at a prison here, meaning he would work from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. So that would allow me to sleep in, but every day when Pavel got home about a quarter after eight, he would take me to Blockbuster. Now where I'm from, we did not have a Blockbuster. We did not have a video store. I live in the boonies. And I thought as a nerd, those thousands of movies were the greatest thing of all time. He didn't care what I picked out. It could be the hardest R-rated action movie with breast all the way through it. He and I would watch it and cackle all the way through it. And, uh, you know, he's gone now, but I always cherish those times. And I do have a fondness for Ohio. It is, without a doubt, probably my second favorite state behind Kentucky. And obviously, Tennessee is number 50. It's the worst. But we've been there, and we won't discuss that. So, without further ado, we're going to take a very brief break. We're going to come back, get right in to our top 10 favorite Ohio musicians. Uh, and we will be right back in about 15 seconds. We are back and it is time to kick things off with our number 10 favorite Ohio musician, myself, Richard Fink II, AKA Lee. I will let you go first. Sir, who is your 10th favorite Ohio musician of all time? Well, number 10 uh, was a hit way before I was born. Or not really way before, but about you know, 10 to 12 years probably. But I'm going with Nancy Wilson. Uh, she was from Chillicothe, Ohio. She, that's where she was born. And uh, she had three Grammys and put out over 70 albums. And she was on te several movies and TV shows. So I think that's pretty cool to show that you can take this path and be able to make it to the big time. And uh, 
I think the most notable role that she had when I was looking at it was she was on nine episodes of the Sinbad show. So I thought that was pretty cool that she had did that as uh, Louise Bryan. Alrighty. Now this is one I've actually never heard of. And when you first said Nancy Wilson, I immediately thought of Hart. But then, you know, they're from Seattle, so they're not eligible for this particular list. But you've introduced me to a new artist here tonight. I've never heard of uh, Nancy Wilson from Chillicothe, Ohio, correct? Yes, that's where she was born. Okay. Uh, and then she uh, moved to Columbus a short time later and then uh, uh, made it to the big time. But, uh, yeah, she has a beautiful voice. I listened to a few of her songs here recently, and it's like, wow. You know, so it's kind of that uh, classical type of music that is uh, very cool very cool all righty so what nancy wilson song do you want us to play for our listeners tonight who may be like me and are not familiar with her to get an introduction to her lee i think the uh the song that i pick out here was one of her uh biggest singles that she put out was how glad am i all righty here we go and you don't know you don't know you don't know you don't favorite Ohio musician, Nancy Wilson. It is time for me to get on the board with my 10th pick. And it is a group from Cleveland, Ohio, up north. And they were formed back in 1991. And they literally only have one song that I like, but I like it so much I had to put them on this list. That is Bone Thugs in Harmony. And now just listen to the names of the musicians in this group. It is made up of Busy Bone, Wishbone, Lazy Bone, Crazy Bone, and Flesh and Bone. That are their names. I, I doubt it's their actual Christian born names, but that is what they do go by. Lee. Was there a Wishbone? Yeah, I said he was the second one. Okay, Busy, wish, wish, Lazy, Crazy, and Flesh. <laughs> And they had a no, two number one albums over their career, believe it or not. They had a smash album in 1999 that had a song by the name of The Crossroads, which we will play here in a little bit. It is, in my opinion, probably one of the ten favorite, my, my ten favorite hip-hop songs of all time. And the listeners know I'm not a big fan of that genre. And do you remember the drinking game that Dixie created? Uh -huh. Every time I say genre, Lee... Everybody has to drink. All right, let's go. Phenomenal. <laughs> All right. This is going to get good. Well, time we get, I hope, <laughs> I hope it don't get too good. My mom's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jill. But um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about Bone Thungs and Harmony. Anybody that's worth their grain that likes music has had to have heard The Crossroads, but if you haven't, here it is one more time. Bone Thugs and Harmony, my number 10 pick with The Crossroads. Bone, bone, bone. 
Devo was huge throughout the 1980s. Their biggest album was more likely called Are We Not Men Know We Are Devo, and it had the song Whip It. Da, 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 da. Whip It. Remember that one? Real good. Yeah. And, no, that's Push It. <laughs> they, they had the little red things on their head in the video and whipped it. But anyway, getting back to Devo, they are from Akron, Ohio. They actually have another uh, Top 40 song with a cover of the old folk song, Working in the Coal Mine, that was on the heavy metal soundtrack back in 1981. They did break up in 1991, but later reunited in 1996. And Mark Maltersboro, which is the lead uh, vocalist as well as keyboardist for the band, was a featured part of, in my opinion, the greatest kid show of all time called Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. That was my daughter's favorite show when she was little, and it was one of the few that I could tolerate watching and that I enjoyed watching. Moon Old, Tootie, uh, help me out here, Natalie. Moon Old, Tootie, Ludo. 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 There was no Ludo on there. DJ Lancer Rock. But anyway, Mark Mothersboro was, uh, and still is, part of Devo. And uh, most everybody out there has heard Whip It, so I'm actually not going to choose that song. I'm going to pick one that I like better that a lot of you all may not have heard, and it is called Freedom of Choice. Freedom of Choice.
That was my number nine pick, Devo, with freedom of choice. The crowd's starting to get a little rowdy here, Lee. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what's your number nine pick? Well, my number nine, Brian, is uh, somebody that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, this is somebody that uh, I have a pretty close connection to, and I really think that uh, he has a fantastic voice. Um, I'm going with Ben Davis Jr. from Jackson, Ohio. Uh, he's got two albums out. One's called Southern Southern Ohio, which is like Southern Ohio, but it's spelled S-U-T-H-E-N. IA and then the other one is leaving Cincinnati. Uh, the one thing I got a little story about Ben one time because he used to be one of my managers at Renton. It was pretty cool. Uh, we get to go to an outing every once in a while where it's kind of like a uh, convention. And we was over in Indianapolis and uh, we went to a little place called uh, Howl at the Moon. And you know, different people was up there singing and their thing, and we wanted Ben to go up and sing a song, and they was like, "Well, it'll cost twenty dollars." And so the owner of the company, Mike Tissett, he was like, okay, here's 20, go, go sing. So he went up there and Ben did a cover of uh, uh, Prince, you know, Purple Rain. And I'm telling you what, he blew it out of the water. If you ever get a chance to hear him cover that, it is fantastic. And it was so funny because after that, they just kept coming down there and trying to get him to come up and sing another song, sing another song. And it was fantastic. I mean, we just loved it. So uh, they, they immediately didn't want to charge us no more because how good he is. So um, I think it's fantastic. And the song that I want to play for you today from him is off of the Southern Ohio. Um, it's, uh, I think you should. Okay, before we play that, though, actually, uh, I'm very familiar with Ben Davis Jr. because of you, Lee. Uh, when, he finally, when he released that album, Southern Ohio, you bought it for me on vinyl and had him sign it and gave me a copy of it, and I've listened to it quite often. And what, what song did you say you wanted? I think you should. Awesome. That's the lead track off of that album. Yes. So we'll go ahead and play it now. For our listeners, this is Ben Davis Jr. from Jackson, Ohio with I Think You Should. of all time. It is your turn to go first this time, my friend. Who you got at number eight, Lee? Well, I think this one is going to be a good one. Uh, I went with Bobby Bear. All right. Bobby Bear from Arnton, Ohio. That's how they say it down there. Arnton. 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 Not Arnton. 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 But uh, this dude, uh, back in the day, was one of the best. I think my mom and dad actually went and seen him in concert back then. It was pretty cool. Uh, it kind of shows where my music heritage comes from. Is that they, they hit the concerts like me and Audrey does, and that's pretty cool. Um, you know, but the, the thing I'll tell you, the song that I picked is 
Um, it's Daddy What If. And he did that with his son, uh, Bobby, Bear, Bobby Bear Jr. And uh, it's a pretty cool song that they did. And then when I was doing some looking, he had a, he was on the uh, show, um, what's the name of the show? It is uh, Country uh, Road Rate TV with... Uh, did you just say, what'd you say? Country Road TV with uh, Johnny Cash. <laughs> And uh, I think it. you added a word. Yeah, I might have. But he, I it, think you said country road rape TV. Oh, Jesus. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. I think we need to re edit this one. No, it, there's uh, not. It's oh, just live audience. We can't change it. Uh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. That'd be a totally different show. And I'm pretty sure Bobby heard me canceled at this point if that was the actual well, show. I, <laughs> but no, he sang a song that was God Bless America again. And if you get a chance to look that up, there's a video on there about that, and that's a very cool song, and it was pretty cool at the end of it. Johnny stood up, and he's like, good job, Bobby, good job. So, so, so what kind of that music heritage. So which one are we playing? We're going to play Daddy What If. All right. This is Bobby Bear, a uh, close friend of Bill Cosby. <laughs> Daddy What If. <laughs> and the grass would see you trouble, and she'd tell the wind, and the wind start blowing again Daddy what if the grass stopped growing what would happen then well if the grass stopped growing you'd probably cry and the ground would be watered by the tears from your eyes and like your love for me grass would grow so high, yeah, the grass would start growing again. So we are back now, and that was Bobby Bear, and if you're ever looking for him on the road, he will be in a white van with tinted windows, giving out free candy. And we are now to my... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Lord have mercy. Uh, we were... That was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are to my number eight favorite Ohio musicians. And folks, I don't know if we're even going to make it to number one at this point. <laughs> but mine is a more recent band formed in Dayton, Ohio, back in 2001. They are a... Uh, probably, if you have to pigeonhole them, emo slash punk band by the name of Hawthorne Heights. Now, their debut... Do you know on Hawthorne Heights? <laughs> we got one fan of Hawthorne Heights in here other than myself, folks. Anyway, uh, they had... Their, Is that a subdivision? They were named after uh, uh, the community in which they were formed outside okay. of Dayton, yes, Hawthorne Heights. And they had a big, big hit uh, in 2004, the year after I graduated college. Now, I was starting to mature a little bit at this point, but I was still, you know, young enough to enjoy uh, emo. And had they probably came out three years prior to that, they would have been higher on my list today. That, that, now, Nemo's a pretty cool fish. Emo. Oh, emo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they actually had a top ten hit off of that album with Saying Sorry. It went up to number seven. And uh, they're still together. And they actually released, uh, I think, their seventh studio album last year uh, called The Rain Just Follows Me. 
and they played a free in-store in show at one of my favorite record stores in Kentucky, CD Central in Lexington. Yeah, and you I, took me there one and, time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, record. and I have a signed copy from that show uh, of that particular album uh, on vinyl. But uh, the song that I am going to play today for you folks to represent Hawthorne Heights from Dayton, Ohio, has to be their song, Ohio is for Lovers. to the number seven pick and I'll go ahead and start us off this time Lee and it is a one of widely considered to be one of the greatest bass players of all time and maybe the best punk bass player of all time a hugely influential musician who has influenced uh, other bassists especially Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers which many people know I'm talking of course of the one and only Bootsy Collins from Cincinnati Ohio uh, his first professional job was actually playing bass for James Brown. Yeah. yeah. I figured he'd be higher on your list, Brian. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to the nitty-gritty here in a minute. But Bootsy, he's number seven. I mean, he's only got six ahead of him. That's pretty cool. And uh, then he moved on from James Brown and was the bass player for Parliament Funkadelic with George Clinton. Okay. Probably widely considered the most influential and best funk band of all time. And then he started out his own band, that was uh, uh, very big in the funk genre. Drink. And uh, it was called Bootsy's Rubber Band. Is it phenomenal? Drink it's again. phenomenal. Bootsy's Rubber Band. And he's still alive today and actually, if I'm not mistaken, actually has still lives in Cincinnati and will show up at random music venues and bars and over mics and just play some nights. That would be cool. Uh, that would be so cool he, to see that. Yeah, uh, so... This is Bootsy Collins, one of the greatest bassists of all time, with his song, Stretching Out in a Rubber Band. Nice. I'm gonna hit you with the one on the front. Just 
back. And we are now to Lee Finks, seventh favorite Ohio musician of all time. Who do you have for us at lucky number seven? Number seven. It's starting to it's starting to get a little harder, Brian. Uh, it, it is. You know, when you're picking these, uh, it is it definitely getting harder. But I went with Rascal Flatts, band <laughs> formed out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the reason I went with that is because that was one of my son James's favorite bands uh, growing up. He really liked them. And they had 40 singles that they put out, uh, 14 of them wretched number one. So, uh, I mean, I really probably picked this one because of James but, and that local connection of Columbus, Ohio. But it's pretty cool to have a super band, as I would call it, that come out of Columbus. And uh, the song that I'm going to pick with them is Life is a Highway. Okay. That's a cover song of a, a Tom Coltrane song, and uh, that's a pretty good version. Before we get to that, uh, they're probably their biggest song is what hurts the most, right? Yeah, probably yeah. so. And then there was another one that James liked, but I didn't write it down that he uh, that he had mentioned earlier today. But I wish I did. If he was still in here, he could tell me. And I'll just say this: when you said Rascal Flats, I was totally prepared to just throw them under the bus. But I love James, so I won't say nothing bad about it. Well, I kind of figured we'd get down this road, and that's phenomenal. Oh, drink. So uh, go ahead and tell us. That's a new word. Tell us what, uh, tell us what song again from Rascal's Flats we're uh, playing today. Life is a Highway. All right, here we go. six pick our last pick before we get into the cream of the crop which is the top five Lee who is your sixth favorite just barely missed the top five Ohio musician of all time well I'll tell you this Brian uh, this one here has got a couple of my favorite songs that I like and I went with Shelly West she is the daughter of Dottie West, and she was born in Cleveland, Ohio. She uh, probably most notably known for her duets with David Frizzell, and uh, they had uh, the song that um, "You're the Reason God Made Oklahoma." But the song that I want to play for her today that is Jose Cuervo. That's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> of course, it Jose Cuervo, you are a friend of mine. So I, I like to drink you with a little salt in mine. Folks, I do apologize for that. <laughs> but we'll get on to the better version of Jose Cuervo, and that is uh, this one by Leaf's number six musician, who once again is Shelly West. Well, it's Sunday morning and the sun is shining in my eye that is open and my head is spinning. 
last night. back with our my number six pick and then we'll take a brief break and get to the top five so my number six favorite Ohio musician of all time hails from Cleveland Ohio and they started out in the genre of industrial metal I'm talking of course of one of the biggest bands of the 90s and early 2000s the one and only Nine Inch Nails she was over there shaking her fist so so i had to pick them and they barely barely didn't get into my top five but obviously if someone who grew up and came of age in the 90s who was an angry young man i did enjoy me some nine inch nails now they had uh a number two album uh the downward spiral and then they had two back-to-back number ones with The Fragile and With Teeth. And Trent Reznor, who is pretty much at everything when it comes to Nine Inch Nails, the lyricist, the singer, played a lot of the instruments, uh, he actually, back in 2011, done a, an original score for a movie called The Social Network, which was about Facebook. And uh, original score is all an instrumental song written specifically for a movie most of the time in the end credits. And he actually won the Golden Globe and the Academy Award for his original score back in 2011 for the movie The Social Network. So he's obviously a talented musician. And last year, you and I, Lee, toured the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yes, we in did. Cleveland. And they had an exhibit there from Woodstock 94 in which Nine Inch Nails played a very, very famous set in a torrential rainstorm, and the audience caked Trent Reznor in mud, and they had his outfit, his microphone stand, the amps and everything with the mud still dried on it from Woodstock, and I got a picture of that, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that, that was one of the best displays that we've seen that day, I, I think, is, uh, because it really painted a picture. Yes, so without further ado, here is my number six favorite Ohio musicians, Nine Inch Nails from Cleveland, Ohio, with their song, Every Day is Exactly the Same.
and we are once again counting down our 10 favorite Ohio musicians. And we are to the top of the list now, the top five, cream of the crop, the best of the best. And I do believe it is my turn to start out this time correctly. Yes, sir. Uh, you want to go ahead with your number five, just roll it on out. I will. Now, this is a band who probably everybody here in the audience tonight is not even going to know, but they, they should. They are from Cincinnati, Ohio, and they are the National. And they are one of the bigger alternative bands of the last probably 15 years. I can see by the crowd that nobody knew who they were. Dead silent. That's okay. I'll get into why they're good. Okay. Uh, they are, like I said, from Cincinnati, Ohio. And their self-titled debut in 2001. And they plugged along. And in 2007, they released an album called The Boxer. And uh, it actually was the first album for them to chart. And it reached number 68. And then after that, they released a run of albums that all debuted in the top five in the Billboard charts. And they are called High Violet, Trouble Will Find Me, Sleep Well Beast, and I'm Easy to Find. And once again, all those went top five. They do have a song called Blood Buzz Ohio that I highly recommend, but I won't be playing that for you all today. Seek it out on your own. Uh, and the Musicians Magazine NME last year polled rock critics and ranked the 500 greatest albums of all time, and the National had four of the greatest albums of all time, according to NME. And the song I will be playing from the National tonight for you folks like our crowd here live in studio who may not be familiar with the National is my favorite song of theirs from their album, Trouble Will Find Me. Here he is, I Need My Girl. again the national with I need my girl and we are into the top five Lee who is your fifth favorite Ohio musician of all time well this one here uh, this guy had was one of the outlaw country but he's kind of reinvented himself uh, throughout the time I went with David Allen Coe. Uh, <laughs> David Allen Coe was born in Akron, Ohio. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think the thing is, he spent most of his early life in reform school and prisons. That kind of tells a lot about the dude. Uh, but he had several popular songs that other people had covered. 
Uh, Would you lay it with me in a bed of or a field of stones by Tanya Tucker? And then he also it really surprised me that I didn't realize that uh, "Take This Job and Shove It" that was covered by Johnny Paycheck was one of his songs. So it was pretty cool to look back. And then one of the things I remember about David Allen Coe is he put out an explicit album, explicit album uh, that me and my uh, buddy, being 17 years old, Bryson Lytle. Man, we would drive around the old country roads and listen to that and just laugh our ass off about that. So, uh, you know, pretty cool that he's been able to continue to reinvent himself. I believe he opened up a concert back in the day for Kid Rock at Cincinnati, and they kind of booed him off the stage. But I can see why they would do that because of, you know, how different the music would be from what he sings to what they expected from Kid Rock. Well, okay, now, I'm not a huge, huge David Allen Cole fan but I do appreciate uh, his songwriting abilities uh, off the top of my head I think if I had to pick one that was my favorite that he sang uh, did he do a song called You Never Even Call Me By My Name yes yeah okay. that one I like that one because the uh, I, I forget what the dude's name was that wrote it but he sent it back to him and said that he had thought he wrote the, the perfect country and western song he's like no because you didn't mentioned mama you didn't mention trains you didn't pick up truck <laughs> so he's sending that verse back and he included on that song yeah he did i think somebody got killed by a train or something <laughs> yeah it was mama yeah mama. <laughs> the, the daggone train yeah but yeah. the song that i picked for him was the ride and that was a song that was later covered by hank williams jr and uh it's a pretty good song all right here we go the ride by david allen cole the and I knew there was something strange about this ride. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you moan the blues? Can you bend down guitar strings? He said, boy, can you make folks feel what you feel inside? Cause if you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long home ride. That was David Allen Cole in the ride. That was Lee's fifth favorite Ohio musician of all time, and now it is time for his fourth favorite. Well, Brian, from here on, I will tell you that it got real hard. And some of my picks in this top four, I, I kind of changed up just a little bit so that it wasn't predictable because I knew what you would think I would pick. So I kind of changed it up a little bit. Uh, but I will tell you, number four is Earl Thomas Conley from Portsmouth, Ohio. That dude was my guy back in like 88, 89 era. Uh, every song that he played seemed to be fantastic to me. Uh, we got to see him in concert. Um, but at that time, we got to see him. His voice was starting to fail a little bit. And... Uh, you know, he had vocal problems there towards the end of his career, but he had a ton of number one hits, and I think of 18 number ones that he ended up having throughout his career. But uh, one of the things that's the most coolest to me, and one of my favorite songs from him, is he had a uh, song that he took part in with Keith Whitley. It's called Brotherly Love, mm. and I play that song a lot, and it reminds me of me and my brother. It really does. Uh, Pete, uh, really close to my heart and I think that uh, Earl Thomas Conley was fantastic. He was really, really one of the best in the thing and the song that I want to play today 
is Angel in Disguise. Okay, I'll play that just in a second, but I'm actually very familiar with Earl Thomas Connolly. And uh, you mentioned he was from Portsmouth, which is right across the river from uh, Maysville, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, that song that he did with Keith Whitley, Brotherly Love, Keith grew up in uh, Elliott County, Kentucky, Sandy Hook, and they really didn't grow up that far apart as crow flies, probably just, you know, 70 to 80 miles. And they actually looked a lot alike. They did? <laughs> they did. Well, they, did. They, were and they had a kind of like the same sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously Keith Whitley died young and very tragically, but I'm pretty sure if he hadn't, they would have probably done more together down the road considering the, that song that they did was a huge success. It was a good song. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got some good songs. Uh, uh, Nobody Falls Like a Fool. Yeah. But the one you wanted to play was... Uh, it's Angel in Disguise. But the one thing I will tell you, too, is what I've learned in the time that we've actually been following music and these uh, up-and-coming artists, it's pretty cool to see the people in their, you know, as they, they're traveling around. And you see these guys that put their, uh, have a song together or whatever, but they're always on different paths. You know what I mean? They don't get to hang out like you would think they would all the time. As you know, because like you think about back in the day with Johnny Cash and all them ones, and yeah, they were always touring different places, so they never really hung out like buddies or whatever. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of feel the same thing with Earl Thomas Connolly and Keith Whitley. Yeah, they got together for this one, but I think that their past was always going different directions. And you know, when they met each other, it was like, me and you tonight here. It's just like, hell yeah, I'm glad to see we'll be with you. you know? <laughs> but at the same time, you got things that you got to do in your career, and it's kind of, they're following that dream. Let me, well, let's pause here for a minute. I mean, we've been kind of silly on this show, and we'll, we'll play, you know, your Earl Thomas Connolly, you know, song here in a minute. Yeah. But, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, your and I's relationship and, and how we met. Uh, we, we like to get a little emotional here. I'm not joking. I know we've been silly, but uh, I'm married to uh, Dixie Combs, who's been on this show uh, several times. Y'all familiar with her? <laughs> and uh, she has a sister, Audrey, Audrey Fink, who's, who's, <laughs> who's your wife. And uh, obviously, sisters, they grew up together, but at a very young age, you know, probably 25, 30 years ago, through various events, they were separated, and they didn't have any contact for a very, 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 very long time. Did not know if the other one was even still alive. Did not know how they were doing, where they were, if they were alive, if they had kids, were they married, were they working? And four years ago, for Christmas, I bought Dixie a Ancestry DNA 23andMe kit, and it wasn't because of that, it was just so we could figure out what, you know, nationalities she is from and, and she was from you know germany and, and all that good stuff but she uploaded those results and through that she found some records for an audrey miller who married and became an audrey fink up here in ohio she said that has to be her so she sent her a message on facebook and it said hey uh, is this the, is this Audrey Miller that had a sister named Dixie? And then a few hours went by. I was out on a walk, and Dixie sent me a text that just said in all caps, "Exclamation point! It's her." And I knew what she meant. And Audrey had wrote back, "Yes, this is Audrey. I've been looking for Dixie for a very long time." And they they reunited, and it has been not just a blessing for them two, obviously, 
as sisters, but a blessing for me because <laughs> if anybody knows me, they know I don't like a lot of people. <laughs> and I mean that. I mean, I just have a hard time getting along with people when it's on me. But I love Audrey dearly, and I love you, Lee, dearly, and I mean that, brother. And uh, for the last four years, having you all in my life and sharing concerts with you, things that we did today, like recording this podcast, and just hanging out and talking has been one of the biggest blessings in my entire life, brother, and I mean that. Brian, I, I'll tell you, I remember that day like it was yesterday, uh, sitting on the on the couch, and uh, Audrey comes in, and she's like, Dixie, Dixie just starts out to me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because we had looked for her for so long, but we had no way to find her. You know what I mean? It was like we didn't have her social security number. You know, I'm in the business of finding people. That's what I do at Raton a lot because, you know, that's what we do. But we have searched and searched, and it, and it was just like the, the search was finally over that day. And then when we got to meet at Lexington down at the uh, Hilton, I, and then Audrey and Dixie, I can see it in my mind right now, with them running to each other and giving each other a hug. And me and you sat there on that couch, and it was an instant connection. Man. It was an instant connection. We talked about you know, racing and everything, you know, music, and it was just like it was meant to be. And I'll tell you what, it's been truly a blessing. And then you know, a couple years later, we got even a bigger blessing. And when uh, the four siblings that we knew about but couldn't find, that, you know, was found, and it was like, holy crap, you know, yep, yep. It, it was like it was, uh, you know, a bigger, bigger thing, that's what it was. Absolutely, and that was actually every bit through the, the, the DNA thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah and we've actually got one of the siblings in here with us now, Travis, and uh, he's uh, he's been one of the ones you've been hearing hollering and hooting a little bit tonight, but it's unbelievable, man, yeah. and it's, uh, yeah. and it just, uh, it keeps going, but now we got off, we got, we got all tore up our man. <laughs> And got emotional, but I don't even remember. What, was Errol Thomas calling? Was, was yeah, it? we're gonna do Angel in Disguise. That's kind of like what we just found. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. emotional there, hugged it out, maybe even shed a tear or two there, but that's okay. We love each other. We're thanks, family. Thanks for letting me uh, get me that way, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that was a great moment. And uh, we are to my number four favorite Ohio musician of all time. I won't keep suspense any longer. It is a band out of the Cincinnati, Ohio area, Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle. Woo! Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, it's one I've seen live a number of times, once with you, just, just a few months ago at the Burrow, there in Lexington, Kentucky, one of, one of my favorite venues. Buffalo Wobbs and the Price Hill Hustles, made up of uh, Matt Wobbinitz, who is the lead singer and uh, guitarist. My man, Casey Campbell, on vocals, as well as drums. Yes. 
Scott Risner, uh, on banjo and mandolin, also known as the Kentucky Waterfall because he has a mullet. It's awesome. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Bill Battlock on stand-up upright bass. He doesn't play the electric bass. It's one of the old school, huge stand-up basses, and he kills that sucker. Now, I love this band. I was introduced to them probably about three and a half, four years ago. They came to my hometown and played a show that was uh, a killer show, and I've been a fan ever since. Uh, at that show, uh, I got there early. It was at Thatcher's, the sponsor of the show. Uh, one, of my, one of my good friends, Sean Thatcher, brought them into Jackson. And uh, we was uh, having a beer out there on the outside picnic area of, the, of Thatcher's old school downtown there in Jackson. And it, Casey and I were talking, and I, he's, I was like, man, I said, I married a girl that grew up in the Cincinnati area, and he said, oh yeah, where we're at. I said, Norwood, he started laughing. He said, man, half the songs I'm gonna be playing tonight's gonna be, uh, be from, <laughs> was written right in Norwood. I said, really? He said, yeah. And I said, uh, I said, I really don't know how I talked her into moving from a place like that to out here in the middle of nowhere in Eastern Kentucky, and he just kind of laughed. Well, fast forward about an hour and a half later, halfway through their set, uh, they got done singing a song, and he said, is Brian still here? And everybody in the town knows who I am, so they all turned to me. He said, there he is. He, he said, I just wanted to let you know that last song was written in Norwood, and he married a gal from Norwood. And he, he made the statement earlier and said, I don't understand how I got her to move to Jackson. He said, I'm pretty sure all it took was, hey, do you want to get the hell out of Norwood? <laughs> But I'm a huge fan of uh, of the Buffalo Wobs and Price Hill Hustle, and I know you are too, Lee, so I'll let you talk on them just a little bit before we uh, get on to our number three. It's funny that you say this, Brian, because they are my number three. And it was hard because last night me and I were sitting out here in the garage and uh, listening to different songs, and, and my top three changed like 13 times last night. Uh, you know, But I knew if I changed any of them, it would be too predictable, and I'm not going to be predictable tonight. So uh, I will tell you that we've seen them probably seven or eight times. Oh, yeah. And every time we've seen them, it's been fantastic. Yeah. But the thing I would say about this is the time we were at the Reds game, Brian, remember when we was there and Casey and uh, they were playing, uh, oh, the man. Buffalo Wilds were playing at the Reds game? Yes. And we ended up getting texts from Casey Campbell himself. Absolutely. And he offered us to come down and sit with him down near the field. Yes. And we went down there, and it's kind of funny because uh, I think that night, if I'm not mistaken, I might have got his wife drunk on gin and tonic. Um, you bought her like four. Well, he had to carry her to the car. <laughs> you know, so. After like a six inning. <laughs> he didn't even get to finish the damn game. Buddy. Come on, man. But it was fantastic, and every time we see that guy, he is fantastic and just uh, – I mean, great dude, great dude. Yeah, and, and, let, and let me say this, too, because this is one of our favorite bands. If you all are not familiar with them, please look them up. They've got two albums out uh, right now. I know they're working on a third, their first album, Revival. Another one, Stranger in the Alps. And if you ever go see them live, you're in for a treat. And let me tell you, if you see them live and you see Casey bringing out an old rusty chain, dude, you better lock it down because it's getting real. Dude, uh, this is my notes. My notes right here that I have for this is, you know, Stewball, I love the beat of that song. Yeah. I love that song. And then Old Ramona, that's Audrey's favorite song. Yeah, absolutely. But I will tell you this is uh, the my favorite cover of Four Walls of Rayford ever is Casey Campbell and the Four Walls of Rayford yeah. with the uh, band Buffalo Wild. Yeah, and and from, for those that don't know, that's actually a Leonard Skinner song. Yes. 
And Leonard Skinner obviously is one of the, the you know the best bands to ever do it out of America. But I have to be honest, I much prefer the Wobbs version of oh, that. Oh, dude, they even beat Jamie Johnson and all of them. I mean, it, to me, anytime everybody brings that up about the four walls of Rayford, it's Buffalo Wobbs and Price Hill Hustle. Casey Campbell takes his shoes off. He's sitting up there barefooted and playing that chain. It's fantastic. So what we've got here is the first artist that we both had, and we've had them. Almost the same position. Yeah. And it's a good transition. It's my number four and your number three. What song did you pick for them? I picked the very best. That's what I picked. Uh, it's right here. All right. Yes. 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 They usually close out with that and it's killer. Yes. So yes. we'll just go ahead and play that and then we'll get straight on into our number three since we've already talked about the Wobs. But here is my number four favorite Ohio my musician. And Lee's number three, just one slot higher. And I'll say this. Lee lied to me because I texted him. I said, you better damn well have the Wobbs on this. <laughs> he said, I disqualified them because Casey grew up in Alabama. Alabama boy. <laughs> but anyway, this is one of our favorite, obviously, both of us, Ohio right. musicians, the Buffalo Wobbs and the Price Hill Hustle with the very best. The very best. had the same song that you just heard the very best and now i guess i'll go ahead and do my number three favorite ohio musician of all time which is another one from cincinnati norwood the one and only arlo mckinley Woo! arlo norwood arlo mckinley uh has three albums out the first one was Arlo McKinley and the Lonesome Sound, followed by a Dial Midwestern, and then one he just literally released yesterday, uh, This Mess We're In. Now, he was an independent artist when he released his uh, debut album, and then he signed with Old Boy Records, which is John Prine's record label. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the last artist that John Prine heard and signed to his label before he died. And John Prine is one of the greatest to ever do it. And so if he gives your, if he, if you got his stamp of approval, you're, you're doing something damn good. Yeah. And the thing is, Brian, I don't want to get us off track here because we're talking about Arlo, but uh, you was set to go to a John Prine concert, right? I was before COVID kicked in, and uh, and it wasn't able to happen because then he got the COVID and passed away. So yeah. it's a pretty sad situation, but. Yeah kind of shows how high up on your list that was. I'll be honest with you. If 
I, you know, Prime may be my favorite singer-songwriter of all time. Oh, man. I don't want to get too off topic. I done a whole episode on him there. Yeah. It's a few months ago, but, I mean, he was the man. Yeah. And uh, we'll get back into Arlo here. Uh, he is very much a singer-songwriter in, you know, the, you know, similar to Prime, obviously. Does a lot of great heartbreak songs, man. They'll rip your heart out. I mean, the man literally sells a shirt called "Arlo Made Me Cry." <laughs> I got one. Yeah, I know you do. I got one. <laughs> and uh, Audrey has a different version to that song uh, or to that T-shirt. She wants one that says "Arlo Made Me Horny." Oh God! <laughs> Lord have mercy. What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, we're gonna have to scratch that. Well, I can't. We're, we're going live. Damn we're it. live. <laughs> Oh, my God. I had some notes here, and you just totally just ahead, made, made me ahead, off flabbergasted now. But what I'll tell you is this. He's my number two. Okay. So it's funny because we've been right there together with this one. It's awesome. Uh, the thing I'll tell so you is So let's just go ahead and talk about him, and then if we've got two different songs, we'll play them both. Yeah. He, uh, Arlo is pretty cool, man. We, we wouldn't seen him a lot, not unlike Justin Wells. I've seen Justin Wells a lot. He was your last guest. Yeah. And uh, Arlo is one of my favorites. Uh, we were to tell a little story about it. We were in uh, a show at the Southgate House, which is a fantastic venue if you've never been there. I mean, it's so cool. And we see the Ian No show, and we get a text from Brian sitting there with me tonight saying, Hey, Arlo's at the show with you. So we start <laughs> scanning the crowd, looking for him, looking for him, and we spot him at the bar. And my stupid, you know, went up there, and I, I grabbed him by the shoulder, and I spun him around. And I screamed, Arlo! And anybody else in the world would have probably punched me. But he gave me a great big hug. And we got to hang out with him for a couple hours. I bought him a few tequila shots. And it was fantastic. This dude is solid as they come. And uh, yeah. I'm telling you, if you have not got on the Arlo train, you need to get on the Arlo train because he is fantastic. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the first time I think that we either one saw him live, we saw him together they're in Jackson. Jackson. Y'all it was cold. Down. My mom was with us. That she sure was. My mom was with us. Uh, it, was, it was really cold. It was raining, but he killed it. And he was singing with a Carhartt coat on. Yes, he was. Uh, and uh, he just keeps getting better and better, man. He's got oh, yeah. three albums out. And the thing about Arlo is, uh, you know, he wasn't like 20 years old when he put his first album out. He was older yeah. before he even started doing music. Yeah. And, you know, the sky's the limit for Arlo. You know, and I will say, I'm going to give a shout out to Zach, too. Uh, Zach is in the Lonesome Sound, and that, that dude right there can absolutely play. Uh, you know, he's a cool dude, too. So, I bet you we don't, we had the same Wild song, but I bet you we don't have the same Arlo song. What Arlo song do you got, brother? Well, this one here, is, uh, you know, me and Aubrey went back and forth a lot last night with this song. But this is a song that every one of his concerts that I've been at that he played, it just really sat with me. And my song is I Wish I. Awesome. We'll play that, and then I'll come back and talk about my Arlo song real quick. Okay. After everything had fell apart, they said time would heal my broken heart. So why am I still here waiting for the healing to start? Oh, 
So we are back, and that was I Wish I from Arlo McKinley, who is your number two artist of all time, correctly? Number two. And, and my number I mean, three. It could be interchanged, but yeah, I'm telling you, the top the top three, top four yeah. for me was really hard. And as of last night, they changed like 13 times. <laughs> but uh, I stuck with my original list because I didn't want to be predicted. Yep. And I'll go ahead and get right into my song by Arlo that I wished you all to hear, which is my favorite song of his. And it wasn't officially released for a while. He recorded a live take of it at the Southgate House several years ago and put it out on YouTube. And then he eventually, when he released his debut album for Old Boy, which was his second album, uh, he put this on there, and I'm so glad to finally get an official version of it. Here is my favorite Arlo McKinley song, Suicidal Saturday Night. That's fantastic. That's a great song. So I will go ahead and do my number two. And uh, for listeners of the show that may have listened to uh, the first episode of season two, me and my very good friends Charles and Chase did a fantasy band draft in which we compiled a band of any lead singer, any bass player, guitarist, uh, drummer, and wild card. And the rule was if one of us picked an artist or a musician up, they were off the table and they couldn't be picked again. And my favorite bass player of all time is Ken Deal, who is really famous for playing bass for one of my favorite bands of all time, the Pixies. And Charles picked her, so I wasn't able to. And I couldn't go let this opportunity go by without having Ken Deal on my list. And the artist at my number two is her band, The Breeders, formed in Dayton, Ohio in 1990 with Kim's twin sister, Kelly, as well as Josephine Wiggs and Jim McPherson. And they have a bunch of great albums out. Uh, Alternative rock, obviously. Uh, Kim is one of the best and most influential bass players of the 90s. I would venture to say she's far and away the best female bassist of all time and probably one of the five best basses of all times, period. So without further ado, here is... The Breeders, my number two favorite Ohio music group of all time with their song, Cannonball.
back, and we only have one song and one artist left each. Once again, we have been counting down our 10 favorite Ohio artists of all time. Without further ado, my best, one of my best friends, my brother-in-law, Lee, who is your favorite Ohio, Ohio artist of all time? And I know who it is, man, but go ahead. <laughs> That's the only one it could be. Well, you're probably right, Brian. Uh, you know, but I have to say that uh, I got my mom here. Uh, I pulled her over for this one because this is, uh, this one I didn't pick for her because he truly is one of my favorite ever. But at the same time, she had a real close connection to that back in the day. Uh, because, you know, like we kind of chase music today, Brian, and with the Buffalo Wobs and Arlo and Justin, and I can keep going on Ian and fucking Chelsea and all them. Sorry for cussing. It's okay. I, it's I, a, I did. I did it's all right. That was first slip of the night. <laughs> I can't uh, believe we made it this long. I actually. can't either, to be honest with you. But uh, my mom used to follow this guy all the time. And uh, even her dad was like in the music industry and he's like trying to protect her away from it. And like, you can't go running around with them. And she's like, yes, I will. You know what I mean? So my, my pick here, and it's funny that I'm going to say this that his family lived less than a quarter mile where we're we're doing this today we're recording this uh i can take you up where the house used to sit it's no longer there they 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 tore it down but my pick is johnny paycheck from greenfield ohio but really uh i'm gonna say south salem because that's where i'm from you know i but uh the dude had such a great career and uh he uh made such a good friendship with George Jones. You know, George is one of my favorite artists of all time. And uh, to say that, uh, you know, Johnny got in some trouble with a bar in Hillsborough about 30 minutes ago. I was actually scared talking about it, yeah. And uh, he, uh, he, he ended up shooting a guy because yeah. he, whatever reason, but uh, George Jones and Merle Haggard paid $50,000 to get him out of jail at that time. Yeah. And then I will say this too, that I, you know, George Jones bought a plot for him in the cemetery where he's buried right beside George for Johnny to be buried. So, yeah. you know, it's pretty cool. But Johnny had some songs that uh, were very good. Take This Job and Shove It, mm -hmm. Colorado Kool-Aid. But, uh, you know, what is it? Mom, what'd you say? I think she said the old violin, which actually is my favorite. Of his. Oh, okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, Mom. What's that say at the top of that line that I want to play? Old violin for my mom. Awesome. Well, I can't add nothing else to that, and I won't take away because your mom here, she's one of my favorite people too. When I was talking earlier about meeting you all, it was a blessing, but meeting her too is a blessing. She's been to my house a couple times. I love Janet. And uh, so we'll go ahead now and play Johnny Paycheck and her favorite Johnny Paycheck song, Old Violin. You want to announce it with us? Say it. Old, Old Violin. violin. Tonight I feel like an old violin Soon to be put away and never played again Don't ask me why I feel like this Hell I can't say 
Slash folk, a little bit of a little bit of bluegrass, you name it. Very diverse, and it's funny. My twelfth one that almost made it, and I'm not particularly a big fan of this fella, but you know, growing up in the ninety seven to nine inch nails that I had talked about earlier, he was big, and I was angry, and it was Merlin Manson. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you say that because Audrey kept saying all night, I was like, I can't believe you're not putting him in the top ten. I'm like. Dude, I don't like him. I don't. I don't particularly <laughs> like him either. But I can't. I can't. You know, not recognize the impact he had, especially in the night, late, mid to late. It is. It is. And uh, so we'll go ahead now and transition into the close of the show. Once again, thank you for our live audience. Thank you for my brother-in-law Lee Fink for doing this with me. It's been a great show. One of my favorite ones I've ever recorded. Probably gonna be like the lowest rated one. It may very well be, but it's gonna be one. It don't matter. It don't that don't matter. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and my, uh, you know, when we put this out, and we did mention earlier that you know our wives Audrey and Dixie found each other, and also found out found more siblings such as Travis that's here tonight with us. But another one was Mark Michaels, yeah. which is a, a married their sister Angie from Cleveland, and uh, he has a wonderful family, and. Three of his daughters, uh, <laughs> uh, Amy, uh, Mandy, and Allie, we put this out on Facebook a couple of days ago that we were doing this, and all three was in five minutes say somebody best picked the Black Keys. And I wrote them back and I said, I assure you the Black Keys will be well represented because they are my number one favorite Ohio musician of all time. And my friend Jason Potter, who's done a podcast, he wrote me too and said, Bud, you best have the Black Keys on here. And I told him I did. And... The Black Keys is actually a band of only two people. That's how good they are. They're from Akron. Yeah, they're from Akron. They only need two people in the band. They need uh, Patrick Carney on drums and Dan Harbach on vocals and guitar, and that's it, similar to the White Stripes. And uh, the big come-up they released 20 years ago this year, uh, back in 2002, which was their debut album. Uh, They plugged along and started getting more and more attention, more and more uh, airplay, more and more uh, following. And they released an album called Brothers that went number three. And then they followed it up with my favorite album of theirs, El Camino, that reached number two. And then they hit number one with their album, Turn Blue. And they recently, just about seven weeks ago, released their most recent album called The Dropout Boogie. 
and I'm fortunate enough to have a signed copy of that at my house, and I will not say how much I paid for it. <laughs> well, I'd keep that a secret from Dixie. I, sure. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to, brother. But uh, it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they've, they're known for a lot of songs. Uh, some of the ones that a lot of people probably know is Gold on the Ceiling, Lonely Boy, Howling for You, Tighten Up. But here is one of our maybe lesser known songs, but my personal favorite Black Keys song, Closing the Show Today. It's been a blast. Thank you, Lee, once again. Thank you all for listening. Here are the Black Keys closing us out today with Little Black Submarines. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. we'll see you all next week. I should have seen it glow, but everybody knows that a broken heart is blind. That a broken heart is blind. That One Show with Brian Combs is brought to you by Thatcher Barbecue Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs. You can look me up on social media, on Twitter, at That One Show BC, on Instagram, at That One Show with Brian Combs, on Facebook, at That One Show Podcast, and on Patreon at That One Show. So go follow us along on any of those sites and please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, whichever you prefer. And finally, if you are enjoying this show, I ask from the bottom of my heart that you recommend it to at least one other person with whom you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, this has been That One Show with Brian Combs.